Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's the TomBernardShow.com with Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Mike Molina, and Ralph Dovash from MD, the Hackmaster. Where did Alex go? Alex wandered away. Oh, you two wandered. It's unbelievable. She's probably eating, knowing she's her. Doing, well, that's all she does because she works out 84 well, yeah, hours a day. Yeah, she's doing that duathlon on duathlon, Sunday, yeah. and she basically did the duathlon already twice. Well, there you have it. So she's a little hungry. Again, there you have it. Uh, we'll be back in 90 seconds with the TomBernardShow.com. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to NABankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Bad Birchie. Why? You got blamed for unplugging down. He unplugged computer. my computer. Now I can't use it. Way to it go, my charging. friend. He runs was, through was... cables all the time. Yeah, he does <laughs> love to run through cables. Birch. But such is How life. How dare you? I was wrong. Blame Are the we, uh, daily agenda. Are what? Blame Blois. Blois also in the Daily Agenda. It's his fault. Is he not out there? Uh, (laughs) I should mention Ron Rosenbaum. Oh, i got to read this, too. The Mishki Road Show is just what it says. A show from the road. What Mishki finds out while driving around is a surprise. It runs the gamut from the strange to the striking, from the insightful to the insane. Find it at MishkiRoadShow.com. That's MishkiRoadShow.com. Tommy Mishki, ladies and gentlemen. Andy, you know if uh, if Dan talked to Mishki about doing a, a loop for us? Uh, yeah, we're going to uh, try to have that better uh, within a week. 
Okay, so is Mishki going to come in and guest on the show? The problem is we're not going to be here for quite a while. Well, that's true. So I don't know how we're going to do that. Well, maybe we'll see him at the pot, at the uh, state fair. Is Mr. Baldwin ready to go? Nope. No. No answer. Is our phone working? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he left a him. message, uh, told him to call back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's what he did last time, so he'll, he'll be fine. Uh, this is well, ridiculous. He, he called you, right? So far, yeah, his we're agent called zero. us. Hmm. Yeah, he called you and asked if he could be on the show. Yep, because he's uh, got a new Thing. show, and it's going to be the first time that, that two Dan, um, Baldwin brothers are working together. Which two? I was going to wait and let him tell I us. imagine Daniel and another one. Well, yes, I would imagine that's probably true, Andrew. Thank you for pointing that no, out. No, because what's his face? Scott? Scott? That's weird. It's what's Alec, that? Daniel, and... Billy and Steven. Billy! He's an actor. That's good. Another group of brothers working together. they got the Wahlberg, the Wahlbergers oh, kind that, of thing. That thing was nominated for an Emmy. Is it, Are you kidding me with that? Are you kidding? Another rea- a reality show... Uh, a reality show... I know. ...nominated for an Emmy. So... Now it's all degenerating to reality shows. I know. It's just, and they're all scripted. That's the amazing yeah. thing. Nothing about it is real. They're all scripted. Drives me nuts. What show? Wahlburgers. Wal- what the hell is The Wahlburger, that? Wahlberg brothers, Danny and Mark Wahlberg, and it's their brother. I don't remember. I don't even know his name. Oh, but apparently he owns a burger stand or burger restaurant or some. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Um, the eponymous restaurant, a.k.a. Wahlburgers. I don't get it. Eponymous. They try to get highbrow on us. Owned by (laughs) Chef Paul Wahlberg and Mark and Donnie. Oh, it's Paul Wahlberg. Paulberg. Paul Wahlberg. Okay. So it's a restaurant. If your name is Wahlberg, would you name your kid Paul? Paul Wahlberg. Paul Wahlberg. It's too similar. My name's going to be Alexandra Rasmussen. Alexandra Rasmussen. I'm just glad my parents didn't name me Bernard Bernard. That would have been a pain in the ass for the rest of my life. (laughs) Bernie Bernard. Bernie Bernard. Hey, Bernie Bernard's here. You know, we're going to schmooze for a while and just take care of business. Barney Bernard. Yeah, it would be Barney. That's true. It would be Barney. So, what are you doing? I'm just looking to see everything should be on the up and up. Well, it's fine. Like I said, last time he was on, he was about 20 minutes late. I'm not worried about it. Danny Baldwin's a good guy. I got no problem with it. Yeah, you were going to go golfing with him next time he came into town. Yeah, with uh, John Randall. Right. He's a buddy of John Randall's. Uh, I like Danny. Like I said, he's just a kind of straight-ahead guy. Well, first of all, I love... now she's rocking a dog to sleep over there. The world, I, I love World's Dumbest anyway because he's on oh, there. Frank Stallone's on there. That is actually a pretty funny show. It I mean, it's, Brian Kellen. I haven't even seen Brian. He's oh, been on it a couple of times. He was on. Oh, he's on him for years. And Judy, Judy, uh, Judy Gold. I love Gold. When she's on there. It's really funny. I love Judy Gold. She definitely steps it up. I don't like Tanya Harding. I don't think she's on there this year. She's I think she got horrible the hook. on there. She's not funny. No, she's Why not. Why is she on Mom, there? Just because she's a lady. Not a lady. Uh, she's, Doesn't, she oh, treats. yeah, ladies hit other people with baseball bats in their kneecaps. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm ladylike. I think it was a baseball bat. I think it was a baton, a police whatever baton. whatever it was, but yeah. Well, I was just, I, just, I, was, I was saying just because she's female doesn't mean she can't be funny. Yeah, yeah. way to go, Kelly. I like Judy Gold. She's hilarious. Judy Gold is hilarious. Tanya Harding, not a comedian, comedian, and could you do something with that hair? Finally, she's had the same poodle haircut what? for so long. Oh, do you know why? No. 
because whenever you reach the perceived peak in your life, you don't change after you just that. Freeze you wear there. the same clothes. Really? You wear the same it's same hairdo. Peak. Yep. Your perceived peak. So oh, she was. Had the same hairstyle. So she worked to be in the Olympics. Thing? She's in the Olympics. So she at that point that's her hairstyle the rest of her life because she. What else is she going to do beyond that? I tried to plug my computer in, but I can't. It makes too much noise. Get a stylist. Get a stylist. No, it's in your head. You want to look that way because that's the way you were. That was the peak of your life. That was the apex of your life. So that's that's my philosophy. That's my, that's my idea. I was going to say, what was the apex of your life? It was no. definitely perm years. There's, I, there's, <laughs> I, there's, a, there's an individual that I know who uh, was uh, Miss America, and her clothing style and hairstyle did not change after that. Really? Because it worked again. for 30 years. It worked for her. Yeah, very that makes sense. Right, well, that what kind of make, what sense. kind of does? Because if you if you work so hard and you achieve a gold medal in the Olympics when you're 23, yeah, I did. What are you going to do beyond that? What are you going to do get beyond that to, to, to yeah get into, to to peak that? Be on a podcast. Be on world's funniest, dumbest, dumbest. That's why we, you never want to peak in your life. You always want to be reaching for something else, something ah. more, trying to grow and learn, reaching, stretching. Yeah, people don't reach and grow in your craft. You know, everybody, honest to God, I, I would say, you know, like this people in the business and all that stuff. To you by so, I mean, you should be winding down. You should be. I could not sit around and do nothing. Oh, I couldn't I could. do it. Oh, I, I know you could, but I could not. I could not do it. There's no way I, I could, could do it. I could for a month or two. I can't retire because I have no time. I got I, that, I got a, I got an arm length full of things I want to do and goof off with and stuff I want to do more. Spend like more time what? at. I'd like to work on my computer program more. You have a computer program. Computer yeah. program. Well, I run my office with a uh, paperless office. It's all paperless. It's it's been paperless for twenty years, and it's all programmed. Oh, really? And I and I wrote the program, every line of code. Could you please Is send that to the real basic? estate industry because we have generate so much paper. Yeah, really. It's supposed have, to be paperless, but it never seems to work that way. That's because that's because the culture of paper you can't get off underneath people. It's a thousand, two thousand, three thousand year old culture, yeah. and that, that the idea of tactile touching something, signatures, and, and signatures. handing people a piece of paper. And I do find it hard to read. A contract on a computer screen. It is difficult for some reason. I I really do want to have it because paper. you you didn't grow up that way. Yeah. If you true. had grown up that way, you say, "What's with this paper? It's so bright, it's so white. The contrast is too great. It just hurts my eyes." You, right. you really could hear that. Yeah. I, yeah. That's about the only thing I really want to have a paper copy yeah. of. Lindsay's the same way. She wants when she does when she wants to edit something. She wants to read something, improve something, and uh, correct it. She wants it on hard copy mm-hmm. to do it. I can understand. What programming language do you know? But, oh, I do VB, VB.net. Oh, so it is Visual Basic. VB.net, and uh, it's a Visual Basic. Uh, Interesting. I, I, could, I, could, I could adapt it to any any industry. It's not that big a deal. It's just not that big a deal. You just Are you going to sell it? No, I'd love to. But what do you think of that, that action? i got nipandtuck.com to work on. i got thousands. I got gardening. I want to make wine. I want to make champagne. Jeez. It's a busy, busy bee. you got it all going What are you doing on? hanging out here for a couple hours a week? Well, I, wasting your time. I like with being us. with my friends. With well, <laughs> wasting your time. All the I like. Things. I like to be with my Fringe. perceived friends, <laughs> not that they are true. Friends. Yeah, that, I can be perceived friends. Yeah, let's go with perceived. <laughs> let's go with the perceived friends. I think it's a good idea. It makes complete sense to me. In any case, we should take a break here because we have a guest coming up at four thirty. Ostensibly. Ostensibly. <laughs> 
We're zero for three right now. Yeah, yeah, we really are. That's right, we are. <laughs> you know what? You get around the holidays, Labor oh, you get Day. Around, you get around I'm State Fair the too. Holidays. That's, state That's ho- a big it's ho- mid-August. Ho- ho- people take this week and next week uh, off. I start. Tons of people do. Wishing people happy holidays now because there's a holiday every three to four weeks from now until the first of the year. That's true. Weird. You know, and if you're lucky in a good year, you get Ramadan in November. October, yeah. November. If you're so. lucky. Okay. Yeah, you're lucky. Let's yeah. finish the break and go to the guests. Yeah, let's go to is that DraftKings? Yeah. Excellent. We'll be back in sixty seconds. We'll talk to somebody from DraftKings.com right after this on the Tom Bernard Show.com. I have a good reason to be talking today to Mike Bryant of the law firm of Brad Sean Bryant. Other than I'm one of the nicest people you know. Well that too. Now today I need some legal advice. I'll do my best. We always do our best for all of our clients. Okay, here's my problem. I think I have a liable case for you to handle. Okay, give me the facts. Okay, the facts are I've been accused of being a bigoted, racist asshole. Okay. I think a jury would be convinced, based on your statement, that there is no place for racism, that you hired the first black co-host for a radio show in the market, and that you grew up in North Minneapolis, that you couldn't, by any stretch of the imagination, be guilty of racism. Well, thank you for that. Easy money for Bradshaw and Bryant. The facts show the person was uttering the canard, was libe- had libeled you, defamed you, and damaged your reputation. And he also called me an asshole. What can you do for me there? Honestly? Well, yeah, of course. Uh, in libel, truth is an affirmative defense. You mean if I am an asshole and he calls me an asshole, I have no complaint? I'm just saying. Hey. Football season's just around the corner, and you could get your piece of $5 million during kickoff week at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. You've already been scouting players for your season-long team. Use that knowledge to win instant cash at DraftKings.com. Last year, one player turned 11 bucks into 4000 in one weekend. Another player won a million bucks in one day just playing fantasy football. Fantasy football is way more exciting at DraftKings.com, where you can win huge cash starting the first week of the season. DraftKings.com. Bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Use promo code BARNARD, B-A-R-N-A-R-D, and you'll get free entry into the Week 1 $5 million kickoff bash. Enter BARNARD, B-A-R-N-A-R-D, for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. And we are going to talk to someone right now about how you doing. Good. How's it going, Tom? Um, it's going extremely well, as a matter of fact. Did you like your commercial? Oh, I did. I loved it. It's great. <laughs> it's read by a professional. Oh, we were just talking, as a matter of fact, just before you called in. I was talking to Ralph, Dr. Ralph Basham, who is a, a surgeon, big shot that he is. I have to ask you a question, Robert. First, first of all, uh, was your, you, you have not been identified yet, so please introduce yourself to our listening audience, if you would. My name is uh, Ethan Haskell, and um, I work with DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Did you own? Do you own it? <laughs> I do not. Damn it! Oh, I was going to try to get my part of the company out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I love your TV commercials, by the way. I want to point that out. Thank you. I'm They're a big very fan good. myself. But so ours Ethan. is better. <laughs> but our, but our, but our. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> she only said it because she's married to me, though. Ethan. Um, Doctor Basher and I were just talking about. Uh, the effect that fantasy football has on the NFL. Do you think, and is there any research, there probably is research to support this, fantasy football probably helps the NFL a lot, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you have to assume it, it helps the NFL. The NFL is a pretty powerful entity as it is. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't necessarily need all that much help, but fantasy certainly doesn't hurt. And you have 41 million people playing fantasy sports, according to the uh, FSTA. So, you know, you have that big of a population playing a certain game, and uh, I think it's about 50% play football or 70%. And, yeah, that's just that's got to be good for, for ratings and general interest. Well, because I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm obviously a lifelong Viking fan. Ethan, I've been waiting for 53 years now to win the Super Bowl, but that's okay. <laughs> Keep waiting. Yeah, don't worry about us. But um, i got to be honest with you. In a lot of sports, I think a lot of people, if and I, I, I would assume that gambling in this, you know, DraftKings is not gambling. It's, you know, just it's fantasy football. But in any case, um, a lot of people can't watch sporting events Unless they have skin in the game. DraftKings.com does that. You do have skin in the game because you can win a lot of dough and you can root for your guys and you can get excited about it. Whereas I don't I don't think we have the passive, uh, well, at least as many passive sports fans as we used to. Do you think that's true? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say. I, personally, I just you know, grew up playing, watching, loving sports, so I can't really relate to that but right, i think you right. look at a generation where everything needs to be happening a little bit faster and you sort of can understand why just being a general sports fan and just watching the game with nothing else with no other reason than just enjoying your team has definitely gone down a little bit so what sports you grew up playing i played basketball and baseball how tall are you uh six four can you dunk I could once upon a time, uh, and that's an embarrassing statement because I'm only 24. So. <laughs> when, when you say once upon a time at 24, you really should be ashamed. Oh, that's fantastic. You play college ball? I did for a year at a, a small school in Pennsylvania. Well, you did, is that where you grew up? Uh, no, I actually grew up right outside of Boston here, where DraftKings is located. Oh, yeah, right outside of Boston. So, yep. But it had to be tough to, get, to leave Boston and go to Pennsylvania and go to college, though, because, I mean, it's you know, that Boston... That Boston-Philly thing, that's an interesting... Uh, you know what, I, I love that whole thing, to tell you the truth, from Washington, D.C., all the way up the East Coast. I just love that part of the, the country. I really do. I really enjoy it. The people... Because you, you run into many different kinds of people, like Bostonians and New Yorkers, and people from Philly and people from D.C. They're completely different kinds of people. So, yeah, I was actually out uh, closer to the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, but yeah. Trust me, the people are equally as different out there. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, well, I can understand. Did you, uh, did you get, get into uh, the Steeler fans? Did you get sick of hearing yuns? Yep, that's. I still don't think that's a word. It's uh, not a word. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, a really good friend of mine. Do well, you, you follow golf? Uh, a little bit. Rocco Mediate, who uh, yeah. had a great yeah, – Rocco's a good friend of mine, and Rocco grew up in Pittsburgh, and – and he still he cringes when he hears Yuns. It's hilarious. I grew up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you grew up in I Pittsburgh. I grew up in Pittsburgh. That's right. What school were you at in Pit, near Pittsburgh? Uh, Allegheny College. Allegheny right, College. Our, uh, yeah. West of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh sure. Our west. I I, I grew up uh, south of uh, south of uh, Pittsburgh and Peters Township. If you know where that is, nice. it's halfway between Washington and Pittsburgh. Back I know where Washington is. I know where Pittsburgh is. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> halfway, halfway between on Route 19. That's where it is. Right down, down, down there. Well, that's yeah. Do you, you know the, the idea of fantasy, uh, fantasy sports, and and you, and you do more than fantasy football, in fantasy games. Yeah, so we have we have contests for pretty much every sport: um, basketball, baseball, even golf, soccer. 
potentially coming soon. It's in the consideration. That's really smart, actually, uh, because of a younger generation of uh, sports fan. I think that's very, very smart. No, Ethan, we're going to make you get to work at this particular point. Let's talk about DraftKings.com. How do people get involved? I mean, our listeners use Barnard, B-A-R-N-A-R-D, as their as their code. So how does someone get involved in DraftKings.com? I know you just go to DraftKings.com, but then what can they expect? So, yeah, you're going to get to our main lobby, and you're going to see a whole bunch of games that you can you can enter. Uh, for week one of NFL, we got five million guaranteed prizes. Um, we got a, a million dollar tournament. We got a, a couple of hundred k tournaments, a five hundred k tournament. So you're going to get to the, the tournament options. You're going to hit submit a lineup, and you're going to get to this lineup page. And then you have to build a team around a salary cap. Um, it's not like season long where you're going to be in a draft with a group of players, and you can only take you know a player can only come off the board once. Uh, you can have overlap. You can pick the best team you can create around that salary cap. It's every week, right? I mean, it's, that's the great yep. thing about it. Yeah, no, uh, no season-long commitment. If you're, you know, if you decide to go away one weekend, go on a little vacation, you don't even have to play. Uh, it's, it's the best. I, I love it. No, I understand absolutely, and it does add excitement for other games. Let's let's say, you know, now I, I assume you're a Patriots fan. I am, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you have a, a wonderful football team, but let's say the Patriots are, are in bye week. You can still uh, be involved in the NFL because you've got, again, skin in the game, that you've you've gone to DraftKings.com, you've got a team that you're excited about, and there is no bye week if you go to DraftKings.com. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, I can tell you a story from last year. We, there was a... It was Arizona and San Francisco, I believe, and they played all the way into overtime, and I had Larry Fitzgerald on one of my teams. Minnesotan, by the way. What was that? He's a Minnesotan. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ethan, that's great. Just stab stab me right in the back, Ethan. Way to go, man. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, I got Larry Fitzgerald, and I, I was sitting right at the top of one of these tournaments, and... I'm watching this game like it's the Super Bowl and the Patriots are on a two-minute drill. You know, I'm watching this game like I watched Adam Vinatieri kick that game-winning field goal yeah. in 2001. Uh, I'm you know, sweating, yelling, running up and around, and this is just some meaningless game. I think the Cardinals have already been eliminated. So, you know, like you said, there, there are no bye weeks. It's always entertaining. It just it makes things a lot more fun, especially if you're a more casual fan that, that wants to just enjoy your Sunday afternoon a little bit more. Quick solution here. Well, and to tell you the truth, uh, last year was the first time uh, I endorsed uh, DraftKings.com, and it was good for me because our team absolutely sucked last year, (laughs) and we weren't going anywhere. And I don't get me wrong, Ethan. I love the Minnesota Vikings. I love the NFL. You know, in the winter here, you grew up in Boston, so you know about winter. In the winter, uh, it's dreadful without a winning. NFL team or college team, and our college team did okay. The Vikings absolutely sucked. So being involved with DraftKings, DraftKings.com, made a made a huge difference because you can root for your team as much as you want, but you know if, if they're not going to do well, they're just not going to do well. And by the way, I I'm not going to talk to you during the week that the Vikings play the Patriots this year. I just wanted you to know that up front. Ooh, are the, they on the schedule? Do you guys have a defense yet? I was just curious. Oh, 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 oh,
Uh, the answer is. I will say this. I am really excited about Cordero Patterson. He's going to be a stud. I agree. Cordero Patterson's really good. I think uh, Kyle Rudolph's going to have a hell of a year this year. Teddy Bridgewater. Last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater eventually will be. I don't think he's going to, you know start the season by any stretch of the imagination but I think Teddy Bridgewater at some point is going to be a hell of a, a hell of a player for fantasy football the offense I think we got we it's got North Turner's offense it's North yeah. Turner's offense yeah but you're right the the defense uh anything I tell you here's a part of it for me watching the NFL the Vikings defense they don't contain and their pass coverage is terrible what I the biggest bonehead move to me in the NFL is when I watch a cornerback or a safety give up containment and make an inside move to try to get somebody, just opening up that sideline for the 70-yard touchdown. What are you doing? I mean, how that can still happen in the NFL is being... Now you got me all fired up, Ethan. Way to go. <laughs> Although, without the money. Yeah. Without the money. <laughs> Ethan, do, do how much... So is it $5 million every weekend? So that's just our kickoff bash promotion. Okay. We're going to have uh, guaranteed tournaments every every week. Uh, we got a actually we have a live final event down at the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas that you can qualify for all season. And first nice. place in that's going to take home a million dollars. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yes. And yeah, it, it varies week to week the total guaranteed, but you're going to see huge tournaments, big money to be won every weekend. Now I want to ask uh, on your team. Who's, oh, on my team. Who's your number one guy? I mean, on your DraftKings team. For week one? Yeah. So as much as I want to pick on the Vikings defense, I'll, I'll pick on another <laughs> NFC defense. Thank you. In, in, a, a little further south, I guess, and down, down in Dallas. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Colin Kaepernick week one uh, at the quarterback spot. He's 8,000 on DraftKings. Um, and that Dallas defense, I, I mean, they were bad last year, and then they go and they lose where? They lose lead to an injury, and they lost uh, Carr to the, what the drug suspension recently. Yeah, so yeah. You lose your three best players on an already bad defense. I can't imagine it's going to be pretty for them. Yeah, and did you see? I'm sure you did uh, that. The Dallas Cowboys were just appraised at three billion dollars. Jerry World down there must be doing something right. <laughs> it is Jerry World. There's no doubt about that. You, you got to come back once in a while to talk some football so you can like slit my Viking throat. Way to go, man! <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, who knows? Maybe you'll have a good season and then I'll just sound like an idiot. No, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I hope you were you were in the playoffs two years ago. You're not that yeah. far away. Two years ago. Yeah, that's a long, long time. We had Christian Ponder starting that year, so yeah, we did have Christian Ponder. Yeah, we somehow I, I do. You know, like every other NFL fan, I'm out there going, "Now, well, you know, I hope, I hope things are better. I hope our linebackers can cover somebody. I hope our defensive back can <laughs> get involved in any kind of pass coverage." But I hope, I uh, hope. if the Vikings, whether they have a good team or not, you can go to DraftKings.com. You can get involved there. So if the Vikings win and you're on DraftKings.com. It's a double win. If the Vikings are not that great, you can still go to DraftKings.com. Get involved. Use promo code Barnard, B-A-R-N-A-R-D. And you'll have a lot of fun either way. So you can't lose, right? Can't lose. It's entertainment value. All right, young man, get back to work. We'd like to have you on again sometime. I hope we do a good job for you, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come back on. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Ethan Haskell, DraftKings.com. 
Yeah, you can win a lot of dough, man. Yeah. And and, and does it does make it exciting, you know, if you're looking it's at... It's much different, yeah. You know, a lot, lot of drinking money or a lot of gambling <laughs> oh, money. Oh, no, it's drinking <laughs> no, money. A lot of drinking money. Walking around money, you know. Corner. You know, Pocket and corner. And, and the idea of being able to pick a team every week based on, and make, based on what you know and what you study as far as injuries go and who they're playing against and his idea about picking Kaepernick against... Um, uh, Dallas, it's, it's, it's interesting that you do that. I, you know, I wouldn't know that, but it's interesting you do that, so you can manip- manipulate things a little bit that way each week, and, and you know, pick them out as you know uh, the season going on, how it goes on. See, and now we can do a, a tip off for people that want to get into broadcasting. You notice how I highlighted his commercial just before he came on. Yeah, you always do that. It's always a good move, man. Oh yeah, we all, you know, and, and, and people who listen, that's polite for you to do that. It that's is poli- polite. It's the polite yeah, thing to do. It's a polite thing. It is. No, he's absolutely right. No, he's not lying to you, folks. Who was calling in during? Ah, uh, no, we just had to reschedule our three thirty guest. He somehow wasn't on Central Standard Time. Oh, oh that does happen. So Jesse Payne's going to be on. Yeah, at four. What the hell's Daniel? What the hell's wrong with Daniel? Hunyuk. Yep. Oh, here we go. That'd be hilarious if that was Daniel Baldwin, that, right after I called him a honyuck. But in, in any case, thank you to oh, Ethan yeah. Haskell of DraftKings.com for being with us today. I don't know where the hell Blois is. He just disappeared on me. But as uh, the people in the chat said, who we got? Uh, Dr. Payne. Oh, he's on now? Yeah. Jesse, how are you? Good. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you were able to hop on with us. Yeah, thank you. It's a great pleasure to have you on. Yeah, I, that whole. Where, where are you right now, by the way? I am uh, near Portland, Oregon. You're near Portland, Oregon. We're seeing and some sunshine, which is a rare thing up here. I, you know, I, I was just talking to somebody. We understand from Idaho yesterday about the fact that I've never been to Idaho, Washington, or Oregon, and I got to get out there because I hear it's just gorgeous. It is. It's like it's a Hawaii, but without the humidity. Just the, with the nature, the trees amazing does hawaii have a lot of humidity i didn't even realize that i never get out i never get to go anywhere jesse <laughs> i mean it's just uh, all i do is work man uh you know it's really interesting to me and i wanted to grab this information because when you couldn't make it on i thought well that's unfortunate but i i want to grab this information because change your brain change your life we've talked about it before training the developing mind for real world success there are all these tv shows on now dr Payne, about the brain there's you know brain games there's uh your bleeped up brain is a new tv show on as well uh do people have a new fascination with the brain or is it just me because i can't get enough of it well i think it's just kind of a trend it's been really exciting you know i worked for dr amen and the amen clinics for many, many years. And back in like 2006 is when we published this first high school course on brain science. And it was, the brain was this kind of this organ and people like understood it, but didn't really apply it at all to human behavior or actual kind of like applicable, relevant, practical ways of, you know, integrating the brain into our lives. So I definitely think there's an uptick. There's a lot more research about the brain. There's so much more we're learning about it. It's an exciting time. It is for me. I'm telling you what, I, I just I find out many different things about you know why people are attracted to who they're attracted to or why I, I watched a show last night on superstition and I think you and I have talked about that before. Our guest, Dr. Jesse Payne, change your brain, change your life. Um, superstition is fascinating to me because 
people see and hear what they want to see and hear, don't they? Oh, yeah, our brain interprets everything. And, you know, the, the book that I wrote, which is Change Your Brain, Change Your Life Before 25, so it's kind of like this next book in line geared right. specifically to the teenager and this young adult perspective. And it's exactly part of the book is exactly that. It's this emotional tone that we teenagers, uh, they kind of take in information from the emotional centers of their brain. Uh, and that's actually from what the brain science perspective what's happening because the deep limbic part of an adolescent brain is the most active part of the brain. And so their prefrontal cortex, however, which is like the CEO of our lives, you know, keeps us organized, mm-hmm. uh, looks at goals, learns from mistakes. That's the last part of the brain to develop. So for a teenager, all this information, the sensory information that comes into their stream of consciousness is kind of filtered by this need to be accepted, to be loved, to have friends. And meanwhile, parents are saying, you know, what is going on here? Why do you care so much about peers when your grades or your studies, is, you know, that's what's going to carry you into success? Well, because it's kind of how they're wired to begin with. Now, my daughter, our daughter, Catherine, uh, my wife here, our son, Andy, and our daughter, Alex, is 25 years old. Is it too late for her? It's never too late. Uh, you know, <laughs> Dr. Amen and the Amen Clinic, they have a ton of books on the adult brain and preventing Alzheimer's disease and change your brain, change your life. You know, it's like the adult version. You know, I'm an educator at heart, so I'm a professor of education. I taught kindergarten. I've taught third grade. I taught middle school, high school, and now at the university level. And what I found just throughout this whole process and these years and years of working with the Amen Clinics was there's this huge need. We're not training young people about the brain from a practical perspective. Right. You know, they get biology class and they learn about neurons and dendrites. Well, what about parts of the brain and how it relates specifically to human behavior? And then equip children, equip teenagers and young adults with specific strategies to help nourish the brain and stop damaging it like they consistently do all the time without even knowing about it. Uh, Dr. Payne, what's it called again? The, your, your brain forces you to see human faces in most things. It's called para... Yeah, I'm not sure. Paradolia. Paradolia, that's exactly... Andy. Uh, okay. That's yeah, my son, sure. Andy. I love my son, Andy, because he always knows <laughs> this stuff. Yeah, paradolia. It, it, that's so fascinating to me that, that you, as you said, things you're attracted to, things you think... But you want to see a human face because it makes you more comfortable whether it's in in the clouds or uh, the standout in that story is that face that people saw on mars yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. when people saw that 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 face and they thought oh it's some ancient temple and it's proof that there are people there are martians looked at the pictures it doesn't look like a face to me well that's because your brain won't let you see the face there No, it's tr- that's actually true. In some cases, your brain will not allow you to see it, and other people want to see a human face in everything because of pareidolia. It's well, we're always striving to make create order and recognition. Patterns, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, by the way, it. by the way, I, I love the name Doctor Payne. By the way, it sounds like a. It sounds yeah, I realized like a, early on I could not be a pediatrician. No. Or a dentist, yeah. So yeah, dentist is not going to work. Might for as you. well be a teacher. Yeah. And, you, and I worked in an elementary school, and the teacher next to me was Miss Hurt. So oh my gosh. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Hurt and Doctor Payne here. 
<laughs> to talk about your life and okay. where it's headed. Well, can I ask a couple of questions? Yes, whatever you'd like to, um, honey. I had both of my kids here, and they're here now, and they're adults. And I, they had my Andy had particular troubles in school, and they diagnosed him as ADHD and all of this stuff. And the only solution that they ever came up with back in those days was to put him on Ritalin, which turned him into a zombie, and it was just horrible. Um, what are some of the new ways of dealing with ADHD in children? Yeah, is it still just amphetamines? You know, there's so many ways to kind of fight against brain struggles. And I say brain struggles specifically because when you say mental illness or a mental disorder or anything, you know, people get really turned off by that and get kind of freaked out. Yeah. But when you look at it from this perspective, it's your brain struggling in some way. So for ADHD, the typical pattern that you would see in a brain scan is an underactive prefrontal cortex. And, you know, your prefrontal cortex is still developing until your mid-20s. However, for a child or a teenager with ADHD, it's actually much more impaired in function. Now, what can you do to help that? Does Ritalin work? Well, of course it works for the right person. The problem is, is that psychiatrists or you know, pediatricians or family doctors, they're not looking at the organ they're treating. They're not scanning the brain and saying, okay, we can see what parts of your brain are overactive or underactive, and we know which medicines target this. It's just kind of a blind guess. So this idea that Ritalin is harmful, well, yeah, it is harmful for the wrong person, but it's also hugely successful for the right person. And then there's a whole host of supplements and strategies and tips to help encourage development and function of the prefrontal cortex, too. So, you know, at the Amen Clinics, and even when I talk to teenagers or parents, you have to look at it from this holistic approach. What are you doing every single day that's either impairing or nourishing brain development? And that's kind of one of the main reasons to write the book as well to give strategies and empowerment skills. We're talking to Dr. Jesse Payne about change your brain, change your life before 25, train the developing mind for real-world success. Have we The way we teach our children now, very early on in school, it seems to me that if you keep telling children they're special every day and you keep telling them that, well, you know, the consequences, are, there really shouldn't be any consequences for a number of things. Are we teaching our children to be more and more narcissistic? What we try to do is say, reward the behavior you want and not the result, and especially for young children. You know, when you're saying, you are so smart, you are incredible, you're such a smart kid, you got the A+, plus. you're amazing, you're smart. Then when they get the A or A- minus and not the A+, plus, it's almost just, oh, I'm not smart anymore because I went under, yeah. instead of rewarding the behavior. Like, you know, I love how you did not give up. So what are you trying to encourage? You want resiliency. You want critical thinking skills. You want creativity. You want to nourish and kind of just develop the behavior and not just the end result. And that's something that I tell parents and even teachers in the classroom. You know, there are different cultures. Like where I grew up, um, west of Penn Avenue in North Minneapolis was a Jewish neighborhood. And I remember growing up. Uh, um, around a, a number of Jewish families, and I always heard the message from them: uh, "It's wonderful that you got an A plus because you did the work and you earned it. It wasn't like, oh, you're so smart that it's just not. It's a natural thing that you got an A plus. It's just, of course right. you should get an A plus. They they always taught their children, and therefore I picked it up: is you need the you're the one that has to do the work. You're the one that has to do the, the studying and pick up the book. The reason you got that A plus is because you worked to take." To get it and i thought that was a wonderful message 
It is a good message. Yeah, it's, it's the behavior. You worked for this. Yep. It wasn't granted. It wasn't a given. Yeah, I think it's just a wonderful message. So you're working like a dog running the Amen Clinic. I mean, it's you got the book. You got everything going on, and you get to work next. <laughs> To miss hurt. Dr. Amon runs the Amon Clinics. I kind of took the back seat. I'm kind of I, I do the education side. So well, you do the ex- my education. interactions at this point is I want to just I want a lot of young people to be able to get this information because I seen firsthand. You know, we were teaching high school students back in 2006, and it took me several years to kind of finish my own education and get some more teaching experience under my belt. But now we're ready. You know, we actually have four districts across the country who are adopting this book into their actual class curriculum because districts are thinking more creatively now. They're saying, hold on a second, if we empower our kids to think better, maybe academics go up instead of just teaching to a test or rote memorization or putting all of the responsibility on the teacher in the classroom. That sounds awesome. I did misspeak, by the way. I should have. Professor and founding director of education at Amen Clinics. I think I said you were the founding founder of Amen Clinics, but founding director of education at Amen Clinics, right? Yeah, no. I wanted to make sure it got, you know, I I saw what I wanted to see. I don't give him too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Payne, please come back. Love talking to you. Anytime. Thank you very much, Dr. Jesse Payne. Change your brain, change your life. Before 25, train the developing mind for real-world success. Just a good guy. We've talked to him before, and just a, he's a really, really decent guy. The I title listen. always makes me think, hide your kids, hide your wife. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Change your brain, change your life. Oh, my gosh. I listened to Change Your Brain, Change Your Life on tape. I oh, bought did. that. I bought that book a long time I know ago. You know. what happened. Well, Dr. Was, Eamon wrote it, well, uh, the first one. Well, and, I, like I said, I was at a loss. The school was unhelpful. All schools were unhelpful. I want you guys Medication to just because I have to unhelpful. run down the hall a second if we're going to stay on till 5.15. And, you know, and it was basically some Baldwin. dietary changes seemed to help him. Fish oil seemed to help him. But I didn't. I never found back in those days, it was kind of like they were just, and any kid that was misbehaving. Well, it was a new thing. Well, yeah, well, every kid that was misbehaving was like, oh, they've got ADHD. And yeah, it wasn't An- Andy's issue in school was he was bored and he wouldn't do his homework. And he was so disorganized. He couldn't get a permission slip to me for anything. And he couldn't get money I'm still and a extremely permission disorganized. slip back for anything. No. I forgot Ever. my shoes all the time. Oh, my God. We'd I, don't be, know I used to forget yes. my shoes, It was too. unbelievable. Yeah, I just, I'd be halfway whoa, to school, whoa, whoa, whoa. and I'd be like, I forgot to put you, my shoes on. You were walking in your bare feet? No, in the car. Like, Mom would be driving me to school, and, and I'd like, say, Yeah, we'd hop in the back seat and of the just little minivan there, and then, yeah. we'd, and then all of a sudden we'd be like a mile down the road, and all of a sudden, oh, I don't have shoes on. Yeah. Whoops. We like, what do you mean that. you don't have the, shoes the, on? Then, well, then, by the way, Lindsay and I would do that. They said, well, you're going to have to go to school with shoes on. They wouldn't let you. Yeah, Who they wouldn't would, let yeah. you? The yeah. school would not let you. It's a health concern. A health concern? Yep. You yeah. can go barefoot. No way. Or you just socks, socks. You can't do with just socks. You have to have shoes. What's you the health concern? Shoes. Sharp things on the ground could stab you. That's what they said. Holy cow, man. I know. You couldn't call. You couldn't go in and say, listen, my kid you know, keeps know forgetting his shoes. shoes. I'm trying to teach him a lesson here. They'd say just, no, he can't come to school today. Yeah. You can't Did come you to think about to... putting extra shoes in the car? Well, so I mean, I, always, I, always, I tried to work with the school so hard. I'm like, if you guys could just give me, email me um, a schedule or anything so that I could stay on top of this with him, if we could see it. Because I'm not getting the schedules. 
bricks and mortar school. They wouldn't help me. They would not help me. Bricks and mortar school or something out of the 19th century. And I think that... You think that online think, schools are I think on, be way online in? schools, you know, they're not perfect and nothing's perfect. But I, and I think that children should learn their behavior from adults, not other children. They shouldn't be there with all these oh. uh, limbic systems going wacky. They should be with adults who have properly developed uh, frontal cortexes. Are so you they assuming that most adults are properly developed <laughs> in any way, shape, or form? Very true. I, but there, but there's there, a lot but, of people but, I wouldn't but want But there's less, patho- less pathologic behavior among adults than among children. Well, children, and teenagers. it's not, well, is it true. really pathological? I mean, it is from an adult standpoint, but if there it's so go. rampant, I mean. Yeah, so if you have adults that are teach, showing you what to do, giving you examples, uh, I think it's far better than having other children giving you the examples of how to do and what not to do. I definitely, I, I don't know, there was a, the people definitely learn when they're children, they just mimic other children. Yeah, yes. that's true. And, and bricks them. and mortar school are so inefficient. So inefficient. Oh, well, it, I mean, the problem oh. is they just refuse to change is all. Yeah. I mean, if they would stop <coughs> teaching you things that are completely useless and well, wasting everyone's time and money. I think that's what, this, what uh, Jesse Payne was talking about. Well, yeah. And wasn't a big thing like you had to retake algebra a bunch of times because you couldn't write your work you just like figured out the answer yeah i never wrote my work ever yeah he just saw the they question would, and wrote their answer yeah he gave well it's they like, were what like, are you gonna do it's like you know 10 plus 12 what the hell am i gonna write he got the answers right but the work was half the points and so he failed algebra three times because they were like you have to write your work and he's, he's like, like i, I can just see it in my head i don't know how to that, write it down if that, i don't need to write the yeah. work then why because no, they're half it's half the points it's half the points it's half how half ridiculous the points, and it's like, is that and they can't see they're stuck the, on crafts project yeah, yeah. the algebra teacher who was also the football coach, you know, couldn't see yeah, that, that, like, yeah, we well, were... he has the answer right, and he obviously has a different brain. Well, so. the point of writing your work is to prove that you're not just, like, you know, cheating, memorizing it or something or like that. Or showing you where you went so wrong. Who cares if so you it's like memorize if they... it? Well, because they, they need to know that you know how addition works. Yeah. You, you well, can't just be like, you know, you I remember my mom said 8 plus 7 is 15, so I'm going to write that. You have to know what you're doing. Well, but if you're getting them all right, then clearly you know, you know what, what you're, you're doing. doing. So. And, like, and the really That or your, like, robot memorization. We gotta take just a break memorize the entire world. <laughs> you need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Change your world. Change the future. Change your life. Smile change network. Your brain, change your life. <laughs> 
What? I've asked people not to talk during the commercials. <laughs> yeah. I was adding things Change to the it. world, change the future, change your life. Smilenetwork.org, <laughs> for God's sake. Oh, he was doing a tie-in. Yeah, tie-in. Exactly. Oh, was Daniel on the phone? Yep. Hey. Mr. Baldwin, how are you? Change the future, change the world, change your life, Barnes. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by coincidence, because I got home yesterday, and Catherine said Daniel Baldwin... Uh, Called wants to be on on the show, and I had just referenced you because I also do the KQ Morning Show, which is I interviewed you on there about a year ago. But um, that's when you remember you dropped the f bomb on the on the yeah. morning show. It was a it was a great day. Uh, yes, I said fun, fun, fun. <laughs> I did. I remember that. But I just referenced you before I knew you called and we're going to be on today. Uh, I referenced you on the KQ Morning Show because. In an episode, and I can't remember the name of the of the uh, tool or whatever it would be, the appliance. There's a there was a scoop that you could pick up dog poop and it would scoop it right in. Right. I can't remember the name of the scoop on World's Dumbest, but you said, and I, well, of course they bleeped you, but you said, "Hey, why don't we just get down and be honest here? Why don't you just call it shit scoop?" <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, my favorite was some lady came up to me the other day and she goes, there was world's dumbest inventors. And it was a guy who created like a two-foot-long putter. And while you're sitting on the toilet, mm-hmm. you oh can putt God. while you're sitting. <laughs> and, 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 you're, and you're doing your morning chore. And so I turned around and my line back was, how the hell am I going to practice my putting when I already have a driver in my hand? <laughs> what do you think? And by the way, Daniel, you're you're well, like a two handicap, aren't you? I can bang it. I can play some golf. Uh, hang yeah. up on him. Right I'm not, not going to divulge numbers on national radio with millions of people. No, you're killing me. I Why understand. Me? I can, you know, I'm getting stroke here. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I just know that you uh, <laughs> you, you talked about playing some golf with Johnny Randall, our friend uh, here in town, and he said he just he, he he just told me that you're a good guy and a good golfer, and you know what the hell. He's a great guy. He's a lot of fun to be around. What a he he was uh, he was out. You know, we were out as let's say late one evening. You're back in the day when I when I still uh, perused the evening scape. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> isn't that a lovely way of putting it? Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> pre pre handcuff years where it was still enjoyable. <laughs> um, uh, and and you know that guy. He, he you forget what a massive human being he is. I mean, oh, he, he is. It's monstrously big. The biggest big teddy bear, but. He just stands before you. He's like a Greek god. I mean, he's just huge. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so what's, hap- what's happening in, 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 the, in the big in the Twin Cities? Uh, we're just we're just sitting around waiting. I, I, like I said, it was a total coincidence. I I had referenced you a couple of times in the last couple of days, and then I get home last night. Catherine said, "Oh, Daniel Baldwin's going to be on." I said, "Oh, magnificent!" Because the last time you were on, you told a wonderful story, and I, I hope it didn't get back to your brothers because you talked about the fact that your brothers would go out to nightclubs and get in trouble and then they call you to come and beat up the guy <laughs> yeah yeah well it was even worse than that because i would be sitting in a nightclub some months after Stephen snake someone's girlfriend and, <laughs> and, and, and the guy would knock on my shoulder and go hey you balling i heard you're gonna kick my ass and i look at the guy like oh yeah Stephen. okay good All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no Stephen, Stephen would stand there you know getting caught and then say you better watch him, man. My brother will kill you. <laughs> yeah, I, had I, that, I had that argument. That's a wonderful times. story. So I, I heard you're busy as can be these days. That's good news. 
I am. I'm, I'm pretty busy. I have. Uh, I, I discussed with you this little movie that I I wrote and I directed, and you know I had to listen to so many people tell me you can't make a movie for under a hundred thousand dollars, and 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 although the the budget, post production, everything escalated to just under two, I shot it for sixty. Wow. Um, we just won the Manhattan Film Festival. We won Wonderful. the Long Beach International Film Festival. We won the San Antonio Film Festival, and now we're in the in the Burbank Film Festival, this little movie I did called The Wisdom to Know the Difference with my brother Billy and Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, God, uh, I love Lou Diamond Phillips. I think he, you, you watch Longmire, Daniel? I do watch Longmire. You know, oh. I'll watch anything Lou is in. The guy yep. is so good. No, I agree with you. I think so he's good. just terrific. I think on Longmire, he plays an amazing character. He had one of the greatest lines in television history <laughs> when some uh, sheriffs from a different area uh, walked up and said, <laughs> and said, what are you doing around here, Kimasabi? And he goes, I would be Tonto. You would be Kimasabi. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is terrific. You know, yeah. He and I had a great, we, we did a, uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And, you know, you want to bond yeah. with somebody fast, go ahead and have to spend 21 days with them in the Costa Rican rainforest. And so we're on the show, and, and Lou and I turn around, we decide we're going to war paint ourselves. <laughs> and we, we've alerted the network that we're going to kill a howler monkey and eat it on national television. Oh, God. So, of, co- of, of course, they have, you know, the, the, the eye in the sky, you know, this English girl who would say, Daniel and Lou, please come to the confessional immediately. Daniel and Lou. So every time Lou and I would come up with some scam of what we were going to do, well, this time we were really serious. We're, we're, we're fashioning, you know, weapons and spears, and there's these giant howler monkeys, and they're starving us out of this competition. So Lou and I said, let's become hunters and gatherers. So we're in this thing looking into the camera, looking at, talking to these producers from Great Britain going, no, I don't think you understand. We're killing the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey's going down, babe. AFK's blood and hair everywhere. We're going. And so, and so this, this guy's flipping out. They shut the show down, and they bring the producers in. They go, guys, you can't kill a it's over, babe. We're killing the monkey. We're killing the monkey, and we're going to eat it on national television. And it, it freaked them. We had so much fun just messing with him. It was great. I love Lou. He's a good guy. I kind of get the impression that you do have a lot of fun in your life anyway. You know, bro, I've been sober for a long time. Me too. And I never imagined, you know, I've been, I've been in films... Individual films. I mean, Born on the Fourth of July, I think, got nominated for 13 Academy Awards. Yep. And I've been in lots of other stuff that's been highly decorated and fun, raised money and done things that, that's really important to, with my mom's breast cancer fund. But how many films does an actor get to say that they made a film that already, as we speak right now, because of the production of the film, lives are being saved? And so yeah. through this film, the Sober Recovery Center, Soba Texas in San Antonio, has opened um, there's uh, it's full capacity. There's several month waiting list, and we're saving young kids' lives as a result of making this film. And that will probably be the greatest accomplishment of my acting career. So um, I'm, I'm very proud of that. Well, you should be very proud of it. I, I was looking forward to it. It's funny because uh, we had you booked about you know I think quarter after four Central Time or whatever, and we didn't hear from you. I said, oh, don't worry about it. Daniel will call in eventually. It's just how it's how Daniel is. He'll get to you when he gets to you. Well, you know, I'm on set right now shooting a movie called Tied Up. Oh yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually on set. Hang on, listen. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to. Uh, hang on, I'm gonna go to speaker. See Are you gonna kill ready. a monkey? Uh, okay. Well, Barnes, we're walking on set. Let's see. Are we close? Oh, they want me to do dialogue. You want me to leave it on? Yeah, I'd love to hear dialogue. 
Barnes, we're going on. We're going hot. Who are we on? Where's 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 Death with the lens right now? Here's good. Okay, you can't talk though. You can only listen. You ready? You're you going got live it. on the air, but am I clean off camera? Okay, I'm gonna slide around. Barnes, here we go. <laughs> You ready? They're all down. Light it up, Skip. Elliott has acquired the top 3% of high-end properties in L.A. in under five years. An achievement, I would say, is quite remarkable. What they're offering us is salvation, an opportunity for us to all win. Either we take the deal or we die a slow, painful death. I don't want to say that. you have a better idea? Um, yeah, I have the numbers, but... It's an age-old adage that you can't beat them, join them. Well, it's not quite Not quite what? Do you have something to say? Mm -hmm. Say it. We're not mind readers. The ship's going down. I would like to retire respectfully. Like my old man said, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. That decision is mine, Preston. Yes, of course. But I have to say, I... Uh... I'm inclined to agree. What this old man would like to know is uh, how many cents, how many cents on the dollar. Crunch these numbers for me, Preston, please, right away. Absolutely. Gentlemen. <clears throat> you said you wanted to sit at the same table as uh, the big kids. Well, now you're here. And we're out, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Yay. What do you think of that action? Into the scenes. I said that, that sounded magnificent. When you said to him, "That's my decision." I like that. <laughs> I like how you're dropping into the into the Baldwin raft. Sounded scary. Just being on the TomBernardShow.com, you dropped into the Baldwin rasp on set, <laughs> delivering dialogue. I like, I like it. I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> Your movie is called. The wisdom to know the difference. And it's, uh, I will, you know what I'm going to do? Um, uh, you guys have my number. Text me an email, and I will email you personally um, a, uh, a private link so you can watch the movie, and then you can let me know what you thought of it. Well, we're going to have to have you back on is what we'll have to it's do. Awesome. Well, of course. Well, I need you to see the movie first, so you can, and, then, and then send the 200 and get the good review. Oh! As a, as a friend of mine once said, well, that'd be my decision. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's also a trailer on YouTube. There's a trailer on YouTube for it. Yep. Daniel, you got to come back more often, man. We love having you. And by the way, Mike Molina. Mike, you're a big fan of his, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Mike's a big fan of yours, Daniel. He wants to say hello to you. Hey, Mr. Baldwin. I was the guy that called you on the phone. Mike, it's so good to hear from you, my friend. I was with Iron Mike last night, me and Mike Tyson and Bobby Brown at a 12-step at a, at a, at a, uh, meeting. It was, it was so great to see 
so many of my good friends getting sober now, and uh, and so the name Mike permeates in my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad you permeate? <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> and so whether I forget you or not. That will be my decision, Mike. That will be my decision. <laughs> Daniel Baldwin, ladies and gentlemen, talking about his new movie, and he's going to send it to me, and I'm going to watch it, and then we're going to call him, and we're going to talk about his movie, because, Daniel, you're a ball to have on a show, man. I love talking to you. Man, I love, I'm going to come in and be in the studio. We should do like a like a two-day Baldwin-a-thon. We should. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to do that. That'd be. Now, well, remember, that, Mike, are you paying attention? I didn't say Baldwin-a-thon. baldwin, thong. baldwin thong. <laughs> So don't come in with like, no, no, I got to go back to work. I understand. And, and, and I'll send you that link. Text me the email that you want to go to, Barnsley. We'll get it done. Thanks a lot. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Daniel Baldwin, ladies and gentlemen, one of the great guys to interview. Just a really good guy. And the only guy who calls me Barnsey. That's right. I know. <laughs> Barnsey. I'm like, Barnsey, you'd put up with that for a long time. Barnsey. Well, I mean, if, Daniel, if Daniel Baldwin wants to call me Barnsey, I don't care. I guess. He's Daniel well, Baldwin. And that, that's how, yeah, that's. It's coming care. from him, it's, yeah. it's just normal. He said, I like how you dropped me into the Baldwin rasp. <laughs> But I can tell by looking at you, Mike, you really like him. Though. Oh, yeah. I do, too. Oh. I think he's just terrific. I think he is. Thank you to Daniel Baldwin. The wisdom to know the difference. The wisdom to know the difference. He We're directed watch it and his brother's in it. Okay, so you have his number so you can... <laughs> and? <laughs> and Lou Diamond Phillips, who's yes. fantastic. Yes. You shot it for under sixty, under $60,000 in, in, in post less than two hundred. That, that is, is not much. Now, how many shows are people going to listen to today where they actually got to hear dialogue on a movie set? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Look at us. Not many. We're fancy. We are fancy. <laughs> and we got to go. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. 